Are you okay? Yeah. Totally. Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beat you off with you any day, Ken. Hold my ice cream, Ken. All right, Ken, you're on. Let's beach off. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. But you don't even know how to beach yourself off. How are you going to beach oh, both of us off? It doesn't know make sense. Can? Can you can beach yourself off. You're going to beach Come both on. of us off. Nobody's going to beach anyone off. Okay. All right, guys. The reason we do this podcast is for the film today. <laughs> I can't. I can't even finish that statement. Um, I know a lot of people have probably been waiting for us to, to talk about uh, this box office. Massive box office hit, a Barbie. Uh, I know you've listened to a lot of reviews and read a lot of reviews, and obviously saw it yourself quite a few times with the money it's made. Uh, but I know you're all really waiting to see what the guys at Citizen Frame, yeah, think of Barbie. The guys who usually do horror. Yeah, well, we felt we'd do Barbie because I do think it deserves uh, a shout. Um, whether it's a positive one or a good one, um, we have to look into it. What is so big about Barbie? Yeah. And and that's what more this podcast is going to be about of its massive success. Now, it's tough for me because I'll say right now, I, I can't speak for yourself, Trevor, but when I review films, I review them as the genre that they're that they're geared toward. You know, if you're watching a slasher film, you rate it as a slasher film. Yes. You don't compare it to fucking Central's List. It's, they're two different opposite, opposite sides of the spectrum. So you got to go in with, a, with an open mind and be fair. I think, yeah, I think that's a fair point. And it's, it's about context. It's like your review, we would review like, you know, cheesy 80s action flicks. And again, um, you know, they're, they're not high art, but they're not meant to be. You know, so yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I hope that I would do that to a certain extent too. Although I always try and sort of judge a film on its general quality, anyway. You know, overall. But yes, the context is everything as well. So yes, yeah. Also, um, on the same topic, I got to be careful that I. And this is why I waited so long to watch this. A, I wasn't paying any money to see this in the theater, <laughs> but I actually did pay. A few quid to watch it on video on demand. Yes. Um, so I wanted to get out of my angry mood. And what I mean by that was I was so angry that Barbie and Oppenheimer dominated the box office and hurt two fantastic films. And they are fantastic films. When we get to one of them, we obviously talked about one, Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. These two films... Uh, Take all films, including the ones where, including Barbie. I'm not here to disrespect that. And this take a lot of work and a lot of time and effort. But it, this Barbie and Oppenheimer thing just swallowed those two movies alive, and it's I was so angry about that. I take it so personally, like it's like I've had something invested in it. So I didn't want to put that anger in the you know in a review for this film. Yes. Uh, so I gave it a little time to marinate. Um, so I've watched it three times for you wow. bastards. <laughs> wow. Three, well, two times in one forward take notes, forward take notes. Um, so let me ask you a question, Trevor. Go for it. And uh, would, uh, would you enjoy this film if you were colorblind? <laughs> um, and maybe deaf as well. Um, <laughs> no, I just, it's so pink. 
Well, obviously that's intentional because right, right. Um, when I was obviously we know, obviously we know it's yeah. intentional. I didn't think you really went on my joke there. Yeah. No, 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 kind of, no, no. It's uh, no, no. It's uh, appreciated. Uh, well, sure, you thank you. He appreciated it, folks. <laughs> the colorblind joke, which was funny opener, just okay. Yep. No, yep. continue, Trevor. Anyway, yes, when I was a kid growing up, I was into like basically Barbies. No, well, no, I'm coming to that. I was into horror and you know the A Team, Doctor Who, and and things like that, and I still am into all of those things. But um, my yeah, sister. What do you mean? What do you mean when you're a kid? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, nothing's changed. But any, I'm just a big kid now. But uh, my sisters, my younger sisters, were into Barbie and Cindy dolls, and um, so I know I, I sort of grown up sort of by default with Barbie and stuff. So yeah, I, I know know a bit about it. So the likes of the the, the over the top colors and stuff, um, and all the pink. You know, I was sort of expecting that. Um, you know, I'd actually be it'd be weird if that wasn't the case. Uh, but uh, watching this, I have, I have a three-year-old niece, and I was just thinking, my three-year-old niece obviously wouldn't get the film and, and you know what it's about and stuff, but she would absolutely love it for the color scheme alone, and you know just the over-the-topness of you know Margot Robbie's character and stuff. Um, she she would she would love it for that alone. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I expected it to be. So it's basically a live action cartoon. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, in the states, you're raised on Barbie. Yes. Uh, yeah, not myself, but especially when it comes to the commercials, I remember Malibu House in the car, the Corvette, and Ken. You, you just do. I was the opposite side of the spectrum, like yourself. Yeah. Um, you, you go to the toy store. I went to the GI Joes and the He Mans, and the other aisle, which was completely dominated with pink. Yeah. Is would be the um, Mattel Barbies. That's all you had was Barbie, and then the action figure of that year for men, for guys, for kids. Sorry, which would be you know GI Joe, Star Wars, St- whatever I was it was just going at that to time. Say, Star Wars figures. I had a load of Star um, Wars figures. Um, and I, st- I still have some of them today. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I, and yeah, I have. I, I had a big job of the hut sitting on his throne, you know, with that fucking monkey thing, you know, his pet. <laughs> Yeah, was it Skeet? Skeet? Oh, I can't Skeet? remember. But um, like he used to just laugh, and you know, in the film Return of the Jedi. But yeah, I, I had a lot of those figures when I was, you know, very young. I also had A Team figures. I remember, um, which I loved, and a, a, a Rambo gun because you know the way, like a really yeah. violent action film were, were <laughs> was marketed at kids. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, I, I sort of all that sort of stuff. Well, we've had G.I. Joe, we've had Transformers, we've had Cabbage Patch Kids, we've had Care Bears, we've had it all done. Toys becoming films, whether it's animated or live action, we they've all come out. So what? So why not Barbie? Um, here we got, we got Greta Gerwig. Now, I have nothing but respect uh, for this director, primarily because she writes and directs her own stuff. Um, very popular with Lady Bird and Little Women. Um... And she's also an actress, so she she's she dips her she dips her toes in all the all the all the company pools. I, I have and to be honest; I knew nothing about her until watching this. I don't watch her stuff. Her, her her films are clearly, as we mentioned, Little Women and Lady Bird are geared toward probably more of the women. Yes, um, nothing wrong with that at all. Kudos to her; uh, she's very talented. Clearly, um, but I know her, I didn't know this. She was in one of my favorite horror films, and uh, she was in House of the Devil. Right, she was the friend. 
Right? That's her, right? That's her. Who right? gets it? Very good, very good film. Yeah, so this is, I believe, her third outing. I could be wrong. Um, Lady Bird and Lady Little Woman, and then this one. I know she was in Francis Ha, which was really popular. Um, I don't know if she, she wrote that or anything. But this is pretty much her third outing, I believe. This movie cost $100 million to make, and it grossed $1.5 billion and growing. That is impressive, so kudos uh, to Miss Gerwig and, and her team for for accomplishing that. And I'm sure, I guarantee Warner Brothers is happy. Warner Brothers needed a home run, and it, it, it showed with Oppenheimer and with Barbie coming out at the same time. They uh, yeah they need they needed that they needed that win, and uh, so I'm glad to see that as well. I think um, I could be wrong, but one of the last films to gross one billion was Joker. Which was also done by Warner Brothers, so. Uh, I think the billion would have been Avatar. Oh two. yes, uh, possibly yeah. That might have been, but who knows? All right, so let's just jump into this real quick, and we'll share our thoughts. All right, so we got the Kens, which is Ryan Gosling. I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize, but I liked him in Marvel's. Uh, was it Shang Chi and the Ten Rings? I haven't He's seen it. Good in that one. That's uh, Simu Lau. Uh, you got uh, Kingsley Benadier, John Cena, which is for a very funny cameo, I have to admit. Michael Sierra, Scott Evans, and Nukuti Gatla. The- they all play the Kens. And then we got the Barbies, who are Margaret Robbie, Issa Rae, Kate McKinnon, Alexandra Ship, Emma McKay, and Hari Neff. And it's nice to see, actually, Sharon Rooney. She was in My Big Fat Diary over here in the U.K., uh, very a very talented actress, so it's nice to see her get this part. And uh, and we've got uh, Dewey Lipa, Rita Ara, and Anna Crux Kane, which I'm butchering all those names, but there we go. But those, can, are your, can we, those are your main characters, and I'm not, I, it's going to be we're not really going to talk about all the characters because they're all the same character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but can we just go back there a little bit? Um, you mentioned a, a certain name, Nakuti Gatwa. Um, his next role, um, you might recognize. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me. He's a new Doctor Who. Basically, okay. once Tennant does these three specials for the 60th anniversary, um, he'll basically regenerate into Nakuti Gatwa. So we'll see what happens. Um, under writer Russell T. Davis. Um, so okay. great to have okay, Russell T. Davis back. We don't back. need to go with the writer. Why do you got to mention the writer now? Because it's a, it's very important uh, that Russell T. Davis returned because the show was basically bombing and was facing okay. cancellation. So they had to bring back the writer um, and showrunner, Russell T. Davis, who made it a huge success when it, okay. he brought it back in 2005. It's, wow. that's Okay, well, there you go. For all you Barbie fans, you just learned about Doctor Who and the writing team <laughs> that are coming back. It's like, it's like very exciting, very exciting. Yes. Um, as I was going through the list of the uh, cast here, thanks for that um, inside intro that I really, really needed that. We got, <laughs> wow. Uh, we got characters of Midge, who's what, Emerald Fennel? Some of these names for these actors are fucking weird. Yeah, well, yeah, they're tongue twisters, some of them. Yeah, I know. We got Gloria, Sasha, uh, Ruth, the narrator, and Mattel CEO, all played by, obviously, Will Ferrell, Helen Mirren. Nice to see Rhea Perlman. Yes, from so, Cheers. From Cheers. Uh, she's been married to DeVito for years. Danny DeVito, That's did right. you know that? Yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that until I was reading up on Barbie for this review, but um, I think I might have read it somewhere like a while ago. Nah, everyone knows this. Yeah. So, very talented family. This film is... Getting different reviews, you know. Obviously, it's 
I'm also positive. A lot of people are saying it's anti-male. It's one of the big negatives. Um, I don't think it's anti-male, to be honest with you. I've watched it a couple times. They could have peppered in a smart man in this. would have been nice. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but they don't. But uh, listen, guys, it's too camp and too silly to offend. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I, I, I was going to say regarding the reviews, they seem very extreme for this on both sides. People seem to either, oh, it's like the greatest film ever made, you know, it's, you know, or else, uh, I mean, you're getting these guys um, on YouTube completely overreacting. And I even seen something where there was somebody like burning Barbie dolls and sort of protesting stuff and saying, you know, this is pure um, misandry. It's anti-men, you know, trash all this here. And to be honest, I mean, the the, the cans aren't portrayed very well. Um, but it is a complicated one. I'll tell you why. And the cans aren't obviously, basically, um, all of the men and not just the cans are portrayed as either idiots or sort of greedy, you know, that sort of thing. But at the end of it, they sort of pull it around where it's where where can sort of um you know you know the whole your can off you know it, it, it becomes about individualism which I liked and it's about you know being yourself that sort of thing which I like but the problem is with this film overall I think the messages and what it's trying to say are confused and it doesn't quite know what it's trying to say so it's not quite clear um exactly what it's saying about you know the whole sort of feminism um you know males and females and all that sort of thing and i would say as well it's nowhere near as deep as people are given a credit for it's i think it's more confused regarding you know themes especially you know themes about the sexes and stuff then um you know people are saying you know that it's you know on either side of the argument it's become very extreme and you know i think it's overreactions from both sides and I think, for me anyway, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But it's it's definitely, thematically, it's definitely, I feel confused. Um, it's a lot like your shit, The Lighthouse. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go there. It is. It's a lot like your shit, The Lighthouse. It doesn't matter. They're different genres. The principle is the same. The, the, what What's happening here is that they're throwing a lot to the wall, calling it art. And then you think because it's smart, and this the film is does have some smart uh, moments, but you guys are looking at it, and you and and this audience thinks it's deeper than it actually really is, and that's the same thing with your lighthouse. You guys, you Light guys are being deep. fooled. You guys aren't. It's not this deep uh, film. It's when it's got some nice little messages, but at the end of the day, a lot of films do. Um, so let's get that out of the out of the way now. Barbie is not a deep film. Yes, I agree. With I don't. You. But the yes. lighthouse is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Matter of fact, this is better than the lighthouse. What? Oh, Much better than the lighthouse. Shame on you. No yeah, way. I, I, anything's better than the lighthouse. So it's pretty shit. Yeah. So we talked about. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. It's it's not that deep, and it's not really anti male because you you uh, mentioned it, Trevor. We're big on our our character arcs on this podcast, and the Kens and and the Barbies all get that at the end. So, I do like that. I do like the fact that the the men are played like jocks, you know, uh, they're pretty much show ponies, and they're they're dumb jocks is what they're portrayed as pretty much. And then you've got uh, the Barbies who are obviously these intelligent. Like the opening sequence is perfect. The best scene in the film is the opening sequence where they kind of play on two thousand and one. 
where you have the play on the monk, uh, the caveman or the monkey sequence in 2001, where uh, you have these black and white young uh, young girls playing with these bland dolls and boring and simple and nothing's happening. And then Barbie shows up and everything becomes colorful and a woman can do anything. They're empowered now. Well, that's what, that was um, the point of the Barbie dolls. Yes. Yeah. And young girls could be little adventure Barbie or or pilot Barbie or whatever. That was which which I got confused in the message there. Yes. Because then it, the narrator brings us into the Barbie world, and they say um, she, uh, the narrator is saying all the things positives. Uh, they're empowered, and women can do what they want. Yeah. They they can be independent, and then it flips and it says, but the Barbie girls in the Barbie world think that's the way it is. And meaning the narrator saying this isn't the way the real world really is. Yes, that's what. So it was I got. To me, that's a positive thing for a Barbie to do. Yes, right. Um, I was a bit confused with when the narration Helen Mirren tells you that Barbie lets you, you know, gives you more positive outlook. It allows you to, you know, women empowerment and uh, women can do their own things. Yes. Uh, you know, not be boxed in anymore. What and this was this was like during the fifties where women you know stay at home yes. cook and clean mentality was going on yeah so I thought that'd be a positive thing for what Barbie was trying to do but they kind of turn it flip it when they say and the and the Barbie in the Barbie world they don't realize that's not the way it is yeah so I was confused at their message what they were trying I mean, to uh, convey obviously this yes I know, I know what you're saying just to sort of um, you know add to that um, I think you know. I, I, ultimately, that says a feminist film, and you know whatever. I, I don't care, but um, I think what they were what they were really saying there was, you know, while Barbie was telling young girls, um, you know, giving them good role models and telling them they could be anything they wanted to be, which there's nothing wrong with. Again, I have a niece, and I want her to have, you know, be you know able to do whatever she wants with her life. But um, yeah, but they were saying, but the real world's not like that. They were basically the real world shit, and and they have this exact these exaggerated this exaggerated form of the world where basically all men are bastards and sexist bastards and all that sort of thing. What I what I would have liked, and obviously you're not going to get it in a feminist type film like this, which is you know um, that's what it's meant to be. You know what. I suppose in a perfect world, I would have liked to have seen. Well, what about the stuff that men get through? I I liked it a bit more gritty. You know, what about the the, the troubles and uh, in the real world? That, you know, male suicide is at a record high, certainly in the UK and certainly in Northern Ireland and Belfast. But obviously, if you get down that gritty road, it would be a completely different film. You know, you would end up having to cast someone like Ray Winston as Ken, and I don't know Kathy Burke as Barbie, which wouldn't work. So I sort of get it, but at the same time, I wanted a I wanted more substance and, um, you know, maybe have the can, you know, maybe have more about what the cans, i.e. the meals, um, have to deal with in the real world. And it sort of does um, do that a bit with the finale, which which I was impressed with. But, you know, again, like I say, it's a feminist film with a feminist slant, so... I can't really complain either. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a, it's a weird one, but yeah, a, a basic overall, I would have liked to have seen more substance. But at the same time, it's hard to put substance in the Barbie film. Yeah, you know, here's how I, uh, I guess. First of all, let's get this out of the way. The sets, set pieces, the production designing, the clothing, everything, flawless. 
these these guys did a really nice job of making a Barbie world. It, it is very good and very impressive, but at the same time, for me personally, it was a bit of an assault on the senses. But it's meant to be, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, I mean yeah. that's yeah, that's exactly what it's trying. I mean, her day to day and how she handles day to day. Uh, going to the shower and stuff, but no water's coming out. And yes. How she always has to wear high heels, and it, it it's that whole opening sequence where you meet the Kens and they're the beach off scene, which is very funny. Um, but here's the problem with the film: once twenty minutes of that, I'm done. Yes. It's it just gets really more of a copy and paste. Um, you meet uh, the Kate uh, McKinnon character, who's the one whose owner has been abusive to her. And she's, so she's got the wacky hair and little crayons on her face and blah, blah, blah. And I've ne- I was so annoying, that character. Yes. And that character, and, and, and the problem with this film, when they go to the real world for a bit and then they come back to the Barbie world, these characters that I kind of start getting into the first 20 minutes, and I've had enough then, when you go back to them, it, um, now they're just annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I find... Um I found that um, basically the humor falls flat. I mean, maybe it's down, down to my taste in humor. You know, I have quite a dark and sort of crazy sense uh, um, and of humor and a sort of absurdist sense of humor. But I, I, a lot of the comedy just fell completely flat for me, apart from Gosling. I think, see, the, the thing is, Gosling can do comedy and he can act. And he is very, very good. I think he steals the show. Ruby's great as well, I have to say. And she can, she can handle the comedy fine. So... Um, yeah, I think this film would be completely forgettable if it wasn't for the two main leads. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Gosling's very good in it. They all are, you're right. I mean, I can't, I, I'm not here to complain about the acting. The acting's fine. Um, they do their job. The Kens are the best part of the film. Um, but I mean more the, the com- quite frankly, comedy acting. I think they, I, I, well, quite frankly, I think the Kens have the best part of the film because I think the Kens have the best arc. Mm-hmm. So the whole plot here is where... She's starting to lose her footing, pardon the pun. And she's starting to take up characteristics of something that would happen in the real world. So she has to go back to the real world to get her owner up to par to be buddies again with her Barbie. Yes. Um, so there's your story. They, they go to the real world, which actually reminded me of a way, uh, in a way, of the Twilight Zone episode, uh, five, five Characters in Search of an Exit. Um, where it's basically these characters, there's like a hobo, a cowboy, a ballerina and stuff, uh, a bagpiper, um, which are trapped in the cylinder trying to escape, but it turns out they're dolls and they're, they actually, um, yeah, um, in the real world type thing. So yeah, just, just thought I'd get a random Twilight Zone reference in there. There you go. <laughs> Why do you hate me? <laughs> I mean... Fuck me. Leave it to you to watch fucking Barbie and get fucking Doctor Who and fucking Twilight Zone out of it. Yep, yep. Well, that's just where my my head's at. <laughs> Fuck me. This, okay. <laughs> they, they go, and now Ken is feeling more empowered in the real world because that's a man-dominated world. And this is where it gets... I mean, don't get me wrong. They make some valid points. But at the same time, it's also... You're, you're now stereotyping. It's, it's completely over the top. And it's completely over the top. There's no likable men here. Yes. Um, you've got this one guy, Arnold or somebody, I can't remember his name, who gives a fuck. But the Will Ferrell thing with the chase sequence and all, it's very child. There's a, it, it becomes childish. Yeah, and unfunny. And 
you you had you had a point you're trying to make, and now it's, now it's just juvenile. Yeah, this is just rolling your eyes. This whole world, um, meeting the real world, it could really. I think you first... make a very good point there, um, actually. And um, where you say basically that um, yes, uh, any serious points that are to be made are all of a sudden, it's all of a sudden it becomes juvenile, and that sort of uh, yeah, it's it, it the, the two mixes of tone and style. Well, they don't go well together. They they don't, and it becomes like I'm watching a Teletubbies episode, yes, or a you know a flash. Uh, what do you call it? A little magical land that that uh, Mister Rogers has. Yeah, the hand puppets. It just becomes stupid. What am I watching here? And annoying. Yeah, you know, um, there's a film that that does consumerism and all that really well. There's quite a few of them out there that are. Um, Toys with Robin Williams, with Barry Levinson directed. That's full of colors and colorful characters and stuff. That if you kind of like Barbie, you might want to check out Toys. It's a little different. I think I believe the late great who just passed away, by the way, Michael Gambone's in it as well. Yes. And so they live. maybe check that out. I mean, uh, They Live would be a one to check out. I mean, obviously, completely different, opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> but it's it's more mature. Now I know this is going to be childlike because I actually I don't know I mean the core audience here it's little girls but it's also got some adult humor that the girls aren't going to get so yeah. I, you know what this is this is the new Priscilla Queen of the Desert yeah I, well or the or the new Rocky Horror well this is the film where uh, women are going to go out in a hen party and go watch it. Or the new Sex in the City movie. Well, this is what this is. Well, who is the actual target audience here? Because I don't know. I don't know. Very, if it's, yeah, is it like sort of middle-aged women, divorcees? Is, is it young girls? There's, you know, because it's it doesn't it doesn't really. It feels like it's trying to appeal to women, um, girls, women throughout, but they don't really pull it off. You know, it's there, yeah. There's a sequence where which is quite solid. And it's probably about all together about five minutes in the in the real world. And it's where she's sitting on a bench, and she turns her head to an older woman and says, "You you're beautiful." That's a bit. That's probably although it's, it is corny and cheesy. No, it works because it's one of the better it, scenes. Yeah, it's one of the better scenes, and it goes to show. And there's no chaos going around. Ken's not walking around looking like an ass as of yet, <laughs> and she is trying to get into the thoughts of her owner. And so she sees this, her mind, her history of herself with this owner, who we find out is the mother, not the daughter, I believe. But it, and it showed the transition of your child. Everything's great. No problems. You're, you're all happy. And then you see the transition of the child growing up. And as the child grows up, the child gets more depressed, more down, and it's actually a very good scene. Yeah. Um, quite quite dark. Mm-hmm. And Margaret Robbie does a really nice job. She she's crying. She doesn't realize what what this is. Ruby can act. And so and it really worked. It sets the tone for what this film kind of could have went. Yes. Because what you're doing now she goes to school to visit her and the way she's treated by her. Oh, that she, that again, teenager is really fucking obnoxious. Yeah, she's a little little brat. Either way, I didn't like her. Although at she all. comes, she she does sort of but redeem herself. She does. I think that's the point. She's yes. supposed to be a brat, and then she kind of realizes she the Barbie's here for her mom. Yes, and yeah. so I, she reconciles okay. with her mother. Exactly, but you have this 
10 minute egg there of the, all this happening. And then it's just thrown away. Mm-hmm. It goes right back to slash dick Beetlejuice meets. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know. Just, it, it, it becomes again, it goes back to the assault in the senses and the, the over the top silliness that just isn't funny for me. I mean, I, I like me over the top silliness, you know, with shows like the young ones and father Ted and stuff, but this just comes across as childish and irritating. A lot of the time. Yeah. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And, and for fuck's sake, even the husband, who's a nice guy, he's trying to learn Spanish with his family, and they're all making fun of him. Yeah. Even at the very end of the film, they're still making fun of yeah. him. But they think that's cute. That's not funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't get... I thought this whole thing was about arcs and mi- the mistreatment of others and so forth. Yes. But yet, at the very end scene, you're fucking ripping on your father who's just trying to learn Spanish. It goes back... No, it's not a massive rip. It's more just good banter between the family. But the, but the execution, the concept is still the same. You're trying to tell us that we all won and be proud of who we are. But the last fucking moment, yeah. you're tearing them in the, the husband apart. It, it goes back to the confused messages. At, at one point, um, at you know, different points in the film, they're saying, well, all men are either idiots or bastards or both. Uh, but 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 on the other hand, they're trying to say, well, just you know, be yourself and, and you know, be an individual and stuff. So again, it's like, what's this film trying to say? Who's this film appeal? Uh, you know, meant to appeal to? You know, it's it's it it's definitely, um, yeah, it, it's it's very sort of all over the place in terms of tone. Yeah, no, I mean that's 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 the problem. It's it's kind of a mess. The script is, um, is you know is ultimately what's wrong here. Yeah, I just wish they. I wish that when... I mean, it's tough to judge it because, A, I'm not a woman, because this is not for men. Yes. Sorry, it's not. Any guy who likes this, I don't know why. And that's not an offense to the film. That's just, it's not for, it's not made for us. It's not made for our demographic. There's no way a guy would go, wow, what a wonderful film. (laughs) It doesn't make, I don't, I I just can't relate. I mean, it's not me. You have have the Barbie world, right? Really, you have the you have the Barbie world, and then you have the uh, the real world. Then you go back to the Barbie world, where the real world she's finally understanding what she needs to do, who she's becoming, and and that's fine, that's great. Um, but then you you chuck it all away because you have to go back to the Barbie world, and then you'll have a, all this the chaos again. Uh, Kate McKinnigan's character, the the, the abused Barbie one, is. Gets even more annoying. Yeah, all the characters get more annoying. Um, I, I just and that stupid fight you, you scene take it, with um, oh god, yeah, you know, with, with all the cans are fighting with each other. I mean, that's trying to say, well, that's our man, um, you know, sort of solve problems by fighting. You know, that's um, you know, um, one way of looking at that sort of thing. But the actual the way it's played out is just with with all it's basically like toys. They're fighting with toys and like tennis rackets and stuff. That was just stupid. And, and I, I get that it's meant to be a cartoonish and stuff like that, but it's just, yeah, it's like, you know, um, what am I watching here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, let's just kind of end this. <laughs> I don't, I just don't feel like we're right to review it because mm. it's not for us. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. It's got some, I mean... Well, quickly, Trevor, your your final thought before I, we kind of wrap this up. I out. think it could have been a lot better. Um, I I didn't. Um, I, I I didn't. You know what? You know what? I'm sort of. I didn't hate this film. 
I didn't find it offensive. I mean, I don't find things offensive anyway. But um, but at the same time, I didn't love it. There is a lot of extreme opinions out there on this film, um, on both sides of the argument, um, which are, are complete overreactions and ridiculous. Um, but for me, sort of sitting in the middle, sort of trying to approach it, sort of from a very fair and sort of subjective um point of view, I I don't think I think it is um overrated and flawed. However, it is saved by the two leads of um Margot Ruby and Ryan Gosling, especially who is a great actor and great at doing comedy acting. And um if it wasn't for Ruby and Gosling, it would be just complete forgettable nonsense. I will say this. It's not the train wreck I thought it'd be. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I do think it's because I, I, I took myself out of the moment for a while there to marinate it before. And, you know, because of the whole Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, listen, Ryan Gosling steals the show, period. Yeah. He, he is the film. Uh, the Ken steal the show. Margaret Robbie's in her element, but not to say that she's not a good actress. Actually, she's one of my favorites out there today. Yes. Um, so kudos to, and kudos to all the cast. Uh, they've done a wonderful job, and especially not knowing what the what the director's real vision is, and the actors got to do their job. They don't know what the final product's going to look like, so they got to act like this. Got to give them credit for having the balls to do it, especially <laughs> Ryan Gosling, who, who's kind of outside the box. Did you see who pops up later on that, in, in a very small cameo? Um, I, I don't know if you're um, familiar with him, but the British, actually the Welsh comedian Rob Brydon, um, which was just no, very odd nobody, cameo. He, n- nobody knows who that is. Well, UK listeners, um, will. Um, he oh. he's a well-known British, um, he's Welsh um, comedian, and uh, he pops up as the sugar daddy can. Oh, I thought I saw Steve Coogan in this. He he looks a, he works a lot with Steve Coogan. And um, he looks a bit Is like Because the, there's a guy who looks just like him. I that's, thought that was Steve Coogan. No, no, that's Rob Brighton, who's, who does a lot oh, of work okay. with Steve Coogan. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, listen, it, it's, the, like I mentioned, the production designing, the acting, the, the everything about it, 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 it it's really, it, it's it, it's sharp looking. And kudos, and it probably will get nominated, and it should. It's very well done to, you know, to show us the Barbie world. Uh, but I got bored in 20 minutes. Um, I do think the film doesn't know what direction it wants to go to. Is this a kiddies film? And all of a sudden, they give us some dark, sentimental moments. And the, those dark, sentimental moments do work. But then you pull us out, and we're back to fucking... Teletubbies? Teletubbies. Yeah. You know? I, I, and then it, I'm laughing at it now. You're not laughing with it. You're laughing at it. Yeah. And that's the it's problem like a what I the have. fuck moment. Yeah. You know? You, had some, you have some nice arcs there. Um, and But... It's it's a it's very muddled, very muddled, and I don't it doesn't know if it wants to be preachy or if it wants to be childlike or for whatever I I just don't know. It's all over the place. So yeah, it's just not for me. Uh, but it's definitely going to be that that hen party film and you know that whole yeah. let's go dress up as a Barbie and go to the movies. This will be this will be getting released once a year in the theater. Yeah, yeah. At a certain time and date of the year, this is going to be one of those, um, and and that's fine. You know, they, they've... Each to their own, not, yeah. To each their own, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would say as well, um, um, just as a bit of a reference too, um, do, do you know um, which show Margot Ruby started her career on? 
No, we got. If this is Doctor Who, man. No, it's not gotta, Doctor Who. Nope. Uh, if it's neighbors, I'm going to kill it's you. Neighbors, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't. And everybody you, needs you neighbors. Oh with a little God. understanding. I just want to. End. I just. You know what? I, I rather. You know what? I rather watch fucking Barbie again than listen to you talk anymore, Trevor. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Oh my From God. Ramsey Street Neighbours, the classic and you know, oh, so bad it's good just... Australian soap to Barbie okay. Land. We're gonna end this. We're gonna end this. Thank God Halloween month and a half coming. <laughs> oh my god. Just edit this is Well anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, we are going to end this one uh, feel free to give us a shout at citizen frame underscore podcast on Instagram and of course Facebook the new issue of Phantasm Goria is out now and that is available Amazon worldwide and locally here on Forbidden Planet and a couple shops over there in the US yep it is indeed and you know what Karen you're can off <laughs> oh, fuck off <laughs> Fuck right off. You know what I you know what it would have been better? What? A hard R version of this. Yeah, well yeah, well loads of violence and stuff and No, just showing like get the guys from South Park <laughs> and you know and, and you know do the puppets yeah. having sex and shit, you know, like they did yeah. in Team America. Well, well or, or you know whatever um in South Park the film, you know, they have like the musical numbers like shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just can really change that up to something else. I don't know. But I don't know. Um, Alright guys, thanks for listening. We're out. Next time we hear from us, it's horror, horror, horror. Back to what we know best. Exactly. Alright, take care.